Hey everybody, and welcome to the Vulnerable Entrepreneurs, coming at you from the great city of Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm Sean Riley. And I'm Common Thrath. And today, like always, we're having a no bullshit conversation about the entrepreneurial way of life. Man, Sean, this year has flown by. I can't believe it's December already. Um, I think a lot of people are looking forward for this year to end. But, you know, this is uh, this is our last episode, and I am excited uh, for the season. I'm excited for us to start the next season. But this season alone, there's so much to reflect on. So, like, you know, how's the year been for you? What are you hearing out there? Like, what, what are some, uh, some things you've been going through in well, advice? Well, it's interesting, you know, and I appreciate that because, you know, for a lot of, people and certainly a lot of businesses, it's been a difficult and trying time for folks to continue their success or even start a business or whatever. And I think, you know, what I try to do because I'm eternally positive to a fault is that um, you just kind of have to look beyond it. You have to know that today is going to be different than yesterday. It may not be better, but it's going to be different. And you just got to kind of power through that. And I say that with a very broad and light stroke, knowing that it's very um, challenging for some, but at the end of the day, if you wake up positive and, and function that way and keep your eyes focused on what it is you want to achieve and not necessarily worry so much about what's going on around you, you're going to be okay. You know, you're going to be all right. I read a great article the other day. It's so funny. It's like, okay, you know what? Everybody's in an office building. We think it's a great idea to start to allow people to work remote. Oh, that's great. It's going to be a benefit. It's a perk. Excellent. Sure enough. You know what? A few years ago, great idea to have people working remote. Now, having people work remote sucks. There's been studies done that's not productive. Everybody, everybody, regardless of what your environment is, is completely distracted by their environment, whether it's children, pets, artwork on the walls, the smell of your place. Oh, do I like that candle? No, I should put the apple out. I think it's time to bring out the holly wreath candle, all that stuff. And now they're saying, well, yeah, remote's not as good as it's cracked up to be. And oh, by the way, you give up all that collaboration that you would have with your employees. It's become two-dimensional. So it's just funny how, particularly now, we react to kind of the latest and greatest like what are we going to do it's always a knee jerk and i really think that particularly with this year if we just settle down for a minute and see you know i always say this see the play develop and see what happens and then react to it as opposed to reacting to it quick you just got to power through it you know that's the way i look at things and it's easy for us to say this and give you know talk about all these things because but a lot of people don't understand they don't see that we all we go through the same challenges that you guys are going through that listen to this too guys like there's definitely been a lot of moments that sean and i have running our businesses where there are long late late nights there are challenging decisions are happening there there are decisions you're making that are work that work other ones that don't work you know but it's it's a lesson Um, absolutely so please don't know take this as like you know we're 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 just sharing the best we can, you know, the experiences we have, and it may not be what works for you. It might work for somebody else. Um, Cause like for us, my team has always been remote, you know, and across the country. And so the change for us hasn't been different. Uh, of course we do miss the aspect of when we still go into like, you know, we have, we have a satellite office or the co-sharing space. We still do that. And we, I miss that collaboration. Like there's, there's still value, a lot of value of seeing people, 
Um, but we can still be very productive being remote. So it did, I think it depends on what the role and, and what you need to do. So I guess with also digital marketing, we don't need to be in an office. We can do that other, but so it really depends, I think on the, the industry too. I agree. I agree that it, it depends on the industry. It also depends on your team. It's a, it's not a blanket thing. Like all remote working is not bad in, in, in your case. Um, you just described how your firm is able to do it. In some cases it, it, it is bad from an industry perspective, but also from a team perspective, you just might not have the team that is in place that can do without collaboration. And I don't mean you're going to fail. I mean, but you could probably deliver a better solution if you were in the office and everybody listened to this like, yeah, that's great, Sean, but we can't, we can't do that right now. I know in Massachusetts, they just pared back um, again, the amount of people you can have in an office space. And I always go back to, in fact, you and I talked about this in one of the first episodes, there's no work life balance, but there's also no work life personality. You are who you are. And I think as a leader, as an entrepreneur, you need to be, it's all about your attitude. The success of your business relies at the beginning on your attitude. And if you wake up positive and still passionate and by all means still have a vision and a purpose, you're going to get through it. You're going to get through anything. 100%. Um, you know, some things that we tried this, well, we've had, and we just, really, it, it, again, now that the team is really remote, we had to be productive as a leadership team. Like, Hey, how do we create a, how do we humanize the experience a little bit better? How do we still connect with people? Um, so in our, we use Slack and some people use teams. So we create channels, we create channels like a wellness channel. We created um, a baby's channel. That baby's channel is you can have cats, dogs, your plants. If you're a gardener, you don't have to have kids, but it's a, a way because in an office setting, we would just, you would, we would shoot the shit about, family members and what's going on. Right. So it's, we're trying to, we're trying to create that virtual culture. So there's ways to do it. Um, you just got to think out of the box a little bit. And, and one thing I actually right. did today was I was texting folks within my team and say, Hey, let's, cause normally when, when you and I, uh, prior to all this stuff, Sean, we would go grab a drink, right. We'll grab lunch or whatever. We would do that. And that's a chance for like us to get to like connect as just human beings and not talk about work. So I'm setting up times just to connect with my team members. Hey, let's grab a, let's grab a beer or grab a drink on zoom, but let's just talk non-work. Let's just talk and get to know each other. Cause it's still important to connect with people outside of the work environment. Um, and then, so just uh, things I'm thinking of things that way. So hopefully you guys can take some takeaways from there and, and try to reconnect and get deeper relationships with your people. I completely agree with that. I mean, I think just for myself, like, you know, being vulnerable myself, I get energy from being literally in a room with other people. I'll, I'll be candid. I got, I think I did a much better job on the podcast when we were all in the studio, having Kelly stare with her cold stare, if we were saying something wrong or going too long or whatever, like that personally meant so much more to me than, you know, doing it from a grocery store, which is what I'm doing right now. I just think for me personally, it's different. And that's how I operate. Like I got to feel, you know, touch here, be in the room with the, the people, whether it's a social gathering or, mm -hmm. um, you know, a meeting or, you know, even doing this, I get more, I mean, how many times have you and I gotten together for a drink? It's gone longer than we, we thought. And we've talked about everything except what we originally met to talk about. <laughs> Yeah. It's I think one of my first few meetings, gems. I remember when, oh, oh, when we first started to get to know each other, I think one of our meetings went like three hours. 
we were just of course it did. chatting yeah. like you know, you know typically yeah. you have an hour hour and a half but like three hours so well, yeah and that's something and i remember that right because it was impactful in, in a positive way well being asian you're very much about community and me being irish we're very much about overstaying our welcome so you slam those two groups together <laughs> man and we're going to be there all night long we had a lot of margaritas too i think that's another reason (laughs) we had a lot of something a lot of something well that's a good point and you know i think i think it's hard to we we you can get through the day without having to solve everything in other words you can be effective and productive without having to sit there and say how are we going to get through this today and again it's about attitude you just got to know that you are you just got to know that your business as long as you're following your purpose and you're keeping your eye on your your i hate the phrase kpis but whatever those goals are that you're going to be okay and you can you know adapt and change a little bit based on (laughs) what your market's doing you know and i think that as long as you keep it in perspective and be kind of cool about it um and level-headed, I think anybody can survive through this. I mean, do we really have a choice? I mean, what's the alternative, right? Yeah, and that's what I say to a lot of my friends, of course, when I connect them, how, how are you doing? And as I look, it's a mindset. You just gotta, you gotta accept it, control what you can, you know, and, and, and if you're a leader, you know, you're, you're setting the tone for everyone else in your organization, um, but also in your family, you know, or anyone around you, the energy that you put out in the way you speak and what you say. But of course, like, we all, you know, we all break down. Like we we're vulnerable too. Right. You no, know, like we have our moments, like sometimes that you need to go and just kind of say, feel like the world's just like falling apart Then take that time. But then you gotta, you gotta like Absolutely. reset and then say, okay, let's go. Like, so we, I think you and I talked about focus before starting this podcast episode today. Like it's focusing, like what can you focus on? If you have too much, then narrow it, you know, or if you need to get go down to one thing, focus on one thing and achieve that exactly and i think i think that i think that what you say is is very powerful because we as as entrepreneurs and business leaders or just in in a higher level even even in our personalities we men and women somehow forget or don't allow or even worse think it's a sign of weakness not to give ourselves permission to be a certain way and and, that, and really it comes back to being vulnerable right it's about you know i'm really emotional today or you know what i just don't have motivation today i don't feel like doing anything <laughs> as long as it's not a few days it's okay to give yourself permission you either want to do a shitty job and work at 25 percent of your capacity or, or feel better, get through it, and the next day be at 100%. I'd rather do it at 100%. I'm not advocating, you know, making, becoming lazy. I'm just saying, give yourself permission to feel the way you do. It's going to go, it's not going to be as bad as you think, right? And it's going to go past you faster if you allow yourself to feel that way. And get, don't get over it, get through it. Be part of it. Let yep. it wash over you and feel that way, you know, and, and you'll be all right. And then, you know... I was reading this great article the other day. I always default to the Wall Street Journal. When I say I read it in the Wall Street Journal, that typically means I don't really remember where I read it. But it talks about how the, the phys, this is physiological, right? Your body of a person is set up to feel a certain amount of positivity. And it depends on the person, 
how positive you are. I have more to share. I'm, I'm <laughs> a way too positive person, I think, but everybody has their own barometer. And if you can just stay focused on that and allow it to grow each day, you're going to get through whatever it is you get through. And a pandemic is no worse than a personal financial crisis or a death in the family. It, it, it all becomes the same thing when you allow yourself to feel the way you feel. There's no such thing as feeling weak or feeling wrong or, you know, people are going to look at me differently. It doesn't matter. It's, it's how you feel and allowing yourself to feel that way. I like that. It's like, it's like you know, giving yourself permission to grieve, whichever way that is, and then come out of it, hopefully stronger and more clear. But um, no, for, for, no, I've had nights, uh, even this week, when I was working till 1.30 a.m. I don't do that often, but sometimes we, we got to do, we got to make up the time because I got, I got my kids virtual learning during the day. So I'm losing two to four hours, depending on how much work I got to help them. And so now we're making that up. That's just a cycle. You know, am I going to complain about it? Yeah, maybe to my wife. But what does that accomplish? So what do I need to do to get stuff done? Because I'm, I'm liable and I'm responsible for the, the education for my, my kids, you know, and, and the success for my company, but also be present for my wife to be in there. It's, it's a lot of, of work, right? And, and I really just want time to myself. I just want to go watch the Mandalorian, Sean. That's really it. I really do. <laughs> you want to go do some Star Wars. And sometimes I do that. I was like, you know what? I reward myself. I say, I get all the stuff done. I give myself permission to go geek out, watch an old school Star Wars or Mandalorian, make myself a martini. And then, you know, I reset myself. Um, and it's okay to do that, guys. So. I got to tell you, if I was going to, if I had to, to um, reincarnate, I would definitely come back as a Mandalorian. Or, or if God gave us a choice, I would definitely pick a Mandalorian. I just think they're badass. And their attitude is kick-ass. But I would. Yeah. I'd be a Mandalorian. See, you're, that's the problem with this podcast is you're more manly than like I am. When I like slink away and have a martini, I like get sucked into these, like I love 80s rom-coms. Like about last night, Jim Belushi, Rob Lowe, Demi Moore. I'd watch that on a loop. I mean, it would be torture for some people. I would watch that all the time. Those kind of classic 80s movies, sign me up, my man, sign me up. So I get sucked into doing that endlessly. Hey man, it's, it's whatever that you enjoy. Um, I like, I enjoy rom-coms too. And I actually was thinking like there's some new ones that came out for Netflix. And I was like, my wife won't watch this. I might just watch it myself. Those are the best. <laughs> the best ones are the ones that nobody else will watch. And Kelly, put a marker in here so we can delete all this stuff from the episode when we go to publish it. Thanks. I mean, there's vulnerability and then there's a little too much of Sean, don't you think? Thanks, Kelly. People deserve to know who we really are, Sean. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. As our viewership diminishes by the second. Um, but, but I agree. I think, I think it's all about, it's all, we say it because it's the name of our podcast, but we didn't, name the podcast we kind of identified what we wanted to talk about and what isn't talked about and that's what gave birth to this and it truly is being vulnerable and really what that means is to be yourself whatever you are you got to be it because i don't know about you but i suck at trying to be somebody else i just i'm just no good at it. and and not being afraid to wear that badge of honor like this is me accept me for who i am right and knowing full well that you're not for everybody. I mean, you just, mm -hmm. you're not, you know, and, and 
I, I mean, nobody, not everybody liked Boba Fett. I did. I actually really liked Boba Fett, but not everybody liked him. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have those awkward conversations, and and that's okay. You know, don't judge people; just accept them. Um, but going going to this 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 kind of like rabbit hole, and potentially watching TV all day long, right, or shows. Not that we do that, or I do that, but it goes to distraction. I think sometimes people are looking for distractions, Sean. So, like, how do you speak to that when people can easily be distracted, or or they try to f- cover their you know maybe their sadness or their you know their worries to like let me go get distracted down a rabbit hole of like you know social media well see you know that's a good point and i think the one thing that we we haven't probably spent enough time on is self-discipline and like i like we were just talking about yes let emotions wash over you but don't let them control you have them have yourself enough discipline to realize that while it's okay to empower whatever you're feeling to be felt, you need to empower yourself to get over or not get over, get through it. Right. So, so power through it, however you get through it. I always go back to um, fear as it relates to getting a shot. People say, I hate needles. Yeah, but you hate it because not because of the pain when you blow it down, a needle doesn't really hurt. What, what really is created is your fear of the pain of which there isn't, but once the, the worst part of it is the, the leading up to once you get it in your arm and you get the medicine, you're done in 15 seconds and life goes on. So my point of all that is to say that it's, it's about managing the fear. And if you can just get through it and have the discipline to say, yes, I'm scared. I'm fearful of this happening to my business, but we just got to keep moving on. Then on the other side of it, it's going to be quicker. It's probably going to be less of an impact than you thought it was. And you're going to be okay. And you're going to, be, you know, an end result of that is you're going to feel a little bit more empowered and a little bit stronger that you were able to do that and get through it. Not, not saying it's easy at all, but I'm cert- I'm saying it's certainly doable. Definitely addressing the fear. What is the root of that? Because sometimes it's a blend. It's, it's, pers- it's a stuff personally happening to you at home. And I think you're seeing, you're hearing stories of a lot of um, issues with relationships and things like that because people are just around each other all the time good, bad, or indifferent, you know, and then it boils over into the business life or the business life boils over their personal life. So like you said earlier, like it's life, like this can't really separate it. So right. you got to find out where that fear, like where that's coming from the core of the source of it, and then figure it out and address it. Oh, I completely agree with that. And the other thing too, is I think that we like to separate it um, so that we can pit one against the other and use it as an excuse. I really think that that's one of the genesis of, of, you know, Oh, well, I'm a great multitasker. No, no, you're not. It's physically impossible to focus on more than one thing at a time. Your brain isn't even wired that way, but we say that because we want to either portray that we're so busy that we need to somehow break the physical boundaries of our own bodies and be able to multitask. I got to tell you something. If I try to do two things at once, I suck at it. I'm either going to either going to get this text out and wrap my car around a tree, or (laughs) I'm going to drive safe and straight down a road. And the text is going to be misspelled. And I probably hit send too early and it went to the wrong person, but I can't do both great at the same time. Can you do two things at once? Yeah. To some degree you can, but not great. You got to have Mm-hmm. entire focus and i think that we as humans 
you know, don't even get me started on my lazy thing. That'll be a season four episode. <laughs> but we we kind of look for um, kind of the easy way out. And we create these artificial things like multitasking that somehow we can use to, you know, well, I can't, I can't work till nine o'clock boss. I have kids at home. The kids are in bed. You can work till nine o'clock once in a while. You just either are afraid to do it. You don't want to make it a habit or you're afraid to talk to your significant other about this other, some other reason other than I cannot work till nine o'clock completely infantile example, but it's, there's mm-hmm. some truth to it, right? You just, you know, we, you just gotta, you just gotta move forward. And once you get a little momentum, then you'll realize things are going to work out. Maybe not in the time frame you want them to, but eventually work out okay. And if not, then you just keep going. You'll deal with something I mean, else. I remember uh, it's one of our, maybe it would have been season one, Sean, you mentioned something like 1%, right? I think you said they'll improve that 1% every yeah, day. 1% every day. No, just take it in very easy digestible chunks like that guy is like one percent every actually she said it to my daughter yesterday at dinner because you know she's trying to she hates writing and she's really good at her math but i'm like look you can you improve a little bit you know i just say one percent one percent a little bit every day you know and like her eyes like yep i saw her whole body language changed because it was a different perspective for her versus like i need cool. to write all this stuff and learn how to write exactly. all these words like overwhelming and it's like nope just focus super hyper focus on just making it just a little bit of improvement. Well, you know, I, it's funny because that, that's a great point. Com. One of the things that we are really bad at as humans is, is creating goals that are um, attainable. And I don't say easily attainable. I say attainable. Like for some reason, let's take marriage. I mean, I'm Catholic. So we had to go to a marriage class, which is, I gotta tell you kind of a joke, but <laughs> Like there's no handbook that says, okay, here's, you know, you don't meet somebody and fall in love with somebody and then get the handbook, the marriage handbook. This is, okay, we're going through this right now, financial difficulties. Oh, that's chapter 12. Let's go to chapter 12 and, and fix it. For some reason, we have this belief that everything needs to be perfect. Like, oh, okay, you know, we're going through this. Well, that's the end of it. I mean, there's a reason why the divorce rate is as high as it is in the United States is because people give up. And, and I think part of that is because you have this expectation or this goal that everything needs to be perfect, whether it's a fear of failure or we just set the goal, you know, of, of being too big. So to your point of 1%, that's all you're going to do is write 1% better, to use your example, than you did yesterday. That's it. That there's no, I got to write a novel today and it has to be as good as I am in math. It's just 1% or even right for the next three days in a row. It doesn't matter what it is, what you're saying, how it came out. Just the next three days, you know, so make the goal so you can see it. Don't make it so, mm-hmm. you know, far away that, that you're wins. never going to, yeah, you're never going to attain it. And if you don't, you look at it as a colossal failure. You know what yeah, I mean? Like wins. I journal every single day and most days I can't stand it. I just, I'm just not a, a, a great, in my um, idea, a great writer, but it's also about perspective. Like, as you know, I'm writing this book and I gave part of a chapter to a good friend of mine. And she's like, wow, you, I mean, you're a really good writer. I'm like, no, I'm not. I suck at it. She's like, yeah, but that's your perspective. Like your perspective is you're not good at it because we're fundamentally wired to be hard on ourselves. She goes, I think this is great. I'm like, really? So it's yeah. about perspective too. hundred percent. 
Uh, and uh, we have a few more minutes here, uh, Sean. And for everyone that's listening, you know, this is the end of the year. Think, just make sure when you engage with people, if it's in an email, you can jump in on a Zoom call. Be empathetic and sympathetic. Just you know, connect with that person first for just jumping into to business, um, or even all the people you're walking into. Be mindful. Be you know, and and, tr- and just be human at the end of the day, because uh, we're, we're we all we all need it. You know, we're everyone's having all their own versions of their vulnerabilities. So please remember that and and, and be tender-hearted all the time. I think that that is something that we should remind ourselves at this time of the year, but it's certainly something that on a hot sunny day in July somewhere, we should equally remind ourselves it shouldn't go away. I mean, we should always be um, worried about or caring about those that are around us and even those that, that aren't. I think that being empathetic and sympathetic and being real with yourself and you know, reaching out to those people at this time of year that, that it's easy not to because of the pandemic, do the hard, man, you know, do the hard and, and be accessible and vulnerable to people you care about, including employees and, and that, that they care about you. I think that's really the solution to it. Just, you know, we, we make things so hard. And we don't have to actually just yesterday I got a package. I was like, Oh, what is this? And I'm thinking, you know, it might've been something got on Amazon for the kids for, for Christmas. And, um, it was, um, a champagne bottle for one of our partners that we do, you know, that we do work with. And that was like such a nice feeling, um, that someone took the time, you know, to do that. So think of ways to connect with people, maybe out of the digital world to just show your appreciation, but, or to say, Hey, I'm here for you. It could be just a written letter. Um, you know, something like that. I think just trying to find ways to, uh, yep. Yeah. You know, be reconnect with the people that, you know, you otherwise easily wouldn't connect with in this particular time. I think that this is a great, a great time to do it. And, you know, being in a grocery store, I think it's the perfect time to do it because you can really get into the Christmas spirit in like, right after the 4th of July, because that's about where they start playing Christmas carols. I mean, I think the biggest problem with Thanksgiving is there aren't enough songs. If you and I could write Thanksgiving jingles, we would eradicate the need to have Christmas carols starting right after Halloween, which of the many vices I have, that is one of them I can't stand uh, listening to Christmas. New business ideas, Sean. It gets dangerous when See? we get into like a room I'm, and start thinking about uh, new so business ideas. That's right, man. So That's right. You get those Thanksgiving jingles going, man. <laughs> well, on, on that note, everyone, go out there. You know, we're excited to to uh, restart our season sometime early next year. Date to, we, we still have a tentative date that we're thinking to shoot for, but it's not official yet. But keep, please uh, follow us, reach out to us. Um, you know, go out there and just keep crushing it with the right mindset. I completely agree. And I think for all of our viewers uh, and and listeners i, I want to express you know for me personally uh, a an amazing holiday season and uh, i hope everybody enjoys themselves and relaxes a little bit and hits january with um as much vigor and zest as you you would otherwise and i think it'll be a great a great time for the united states for the economy for the world 
um, for people just really to start innovate and create and be successful however they define success. So I know I'm looking forward to it and I wish everybody the, the best and brightest and happiest of holidays and healthiest as well. Likewise. Thank, thank you for taking this journey with us, guys, and uh, looking forward to our continued path together and growing together. Right. Cheers. So this is not so much just for our listeners. It's with our listeners. We're doing this with them, not just for them. We're all together in this big, massive, disconnected group called entrepreneurs. Find us on Facebook and LinkedIn at The Vulnerable Entrepreneurs. Twitter and Instagram at the VE Podcast, the VE Vulnerable Entrepreneur Podcast. And join the conversation by visiting us on our website, thevepodcast.com, and email us at hello at thevepodcast.com. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. That wraps it up. We understand that every minute of your day is valuable, and we appreciate you spending time with us today.